Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Happily Discontent, where I share lessons learned from the books I read, the podcasts I listen to, and the mistakes that I make to save you the time from doing any of those things yourself. I will be your guinea pig. Now, today's episode is a little bit different because I didn't record this myself. In fact, I was actually just on somebody else's podcast. So what I've done for you today is I've taken all the best clips, all of the highlights from my recent podcast with Kelly Jagger on the girl recovering. And what we talk about today is a little bit of the behind the scenes on how I maintain my happiness, how I manage my day-to-day life of juggling school, a few businesses, and still having fun. And then we close out with my advice to my first year self. I'm going to cue it up for you right now. I hope you enjoy. There you go. First one back. So maybe to start us off, do you want to tell me a bit about yourself and your story with mental health? Absolutely. So um, in terms of my experience with mental health, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this because I, I view there being like two, two forms of mental health. There's okay. the clinical mental health, and that's more of an ongoing problem that people deal with every day. And then there's almost episodic mental health. And that's what I would say that I've I would experience more because I haven't been diagnosed with anything, but I still have episodes where I am not having the healthiest thoughts. Call it, you know, imposter syndrome, call it comparing myself to other people too frequently and, you know, scrolling on social media and spending too much time, you know, wishing that I was somebody else. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes, like, I think my worst episodes are Sunday scaries and I'm just berating myself in my head about all the stupid things that I did the last night. And so there are these there are these episodes that I go through where my health my thoughts are not healthy, and so that's where I'm learning new mechanisms and new mindsets to deal with those situations. Um, and so that that's what I would say my experience is. I haven't been diagnosed with anything that affects me every single day, but I would say three days out of the week, I definitely have some negative thoughts that creep in that I have to get better at dealing with. Yeah, and I think that when you think of mental health, it kind of does break down into those two things, right? You have that clinical side that some people are diagnosed, mm-hmm. but then people still deal with anxiety or things like imposter syndrome like all the time. Like it, mm-hmm. it is something that comes up pretty frequently. You don't have to be diagnosed with a mental illness or be slapped with a label to feel what you're feeling. So I think it's important to kind of distinguish those two things and realize that, again, you don't need that, men- that mental illness diagnosis to feel what you're feeling. Exactly. It was so well said, right? And I feel like that that prevents a lot of people from trying to improve their mental health because they're like, oh, I don't have a, a problem. I don't need to worry about it. Right. But I think there's I think mental health is something that we should always be striving to improve. Like our brains govern a lot of the way that we <laughs> live our day to day lives. Right. So let's make sure that the brain is as healthy as our bodies and everything else that we're working on. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to take care of your brain like it is the rest of your body. Like you go to the gym to work out. You have to go and do these things to train your brain to be healthy as well. But um, that's awesome that you've been able to take a step back and think of it that way. I think it's really hard for people to step back and realize they also have to take care of their brain. But you kind of talked about it a little bit. But when you think about what made you change your mind, was it that productivityness of you know, wanting to change your mindset or was there really something that kicked in for you, like a catalyst that kicked in for you when thinking about changing your mindset and having this balance in your life? And I I think I see two kind of inflection points Mm -hmm. in my journey. The number, number one was the conversation with my, with my dad that really put things into perspective. It's like, man, I need to consider the future a little bit more. 
Um, another big catalyst was at, at this time of my life, I wasn't do any, doing anything to better myself. And my mom got me this book for Christmas. And I did that thing where you shake it and you like, and I knew it was a book. And I'm like, mom, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not gonna read a book, yeah. you know me. And I open it and the book was titled The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Oh yeah. And I had always read like uh, fiction books. And I guess that just wasn't my gig because I opened this and I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. And I started reading it. And I think from that point on, my whole mindset changed because it was empowering me with all these different tools and these things that I could do to just get a little bit better every single day. And I think that that concept is just something that's really fascinated me is little things that you can do every day that on their own are nothing crazy. But when you add them up, they really become big down the line. I feel like that's one of the best ways for me to deal with some of those episodes is like, okay, right now, maybe I'm not where I'm at, but let's do like, I've got a ton of time ahead of me. I'm in my 20s. I got so much time ahead of me to do little things and make little improvements that maybe a few years down the line will get me to some to being somebody that I'm more proud of. And one thing I wanted to go back to earlier that we talked about like going to the gym as like one of the ways to help your body. I think I ran into the problem of always trying to like consider my brain that way. Like, oh, I've got to work it out, right? And I've got to I've got to build these habits and I've got to read and I've got to make my brain stronger that way. One of the best ways to help your brain out is to do things that you enjoy doing yeah. and go out and have fun with your friends. Like, or I love playing hockey, like playing hockey fills my soul up. Right. And going and doing that is one of the best things that I can do for my brain. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it's making progress, but a lot, sometimes it's just giving myself the space to do things that I enjoy doing as well. Which is a great segue into my next question because, you know, you talk about doing these things you love and also having time for work. Like you said, all these things that you're doing. So how do you balance, you know, school, entrepreneurship, but also having a social life and having these habits? So I will say that you can't do it alone. So there's a few apps that I use to organize my life. Like I would forget so many things if I didn't write like 90% of the things down. Mm -hmm. So there's this concept that I learned on another podcast. I love it. It's called the idea of your second brain, right? So when you think about what your brain is, it's a thing that stores and uses information, if you were to simplify it, right? So my second brain is all of the apps and notes and journals that I use to store information so that I can later use it, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I use something called Notion to like, and that whenever I have a thought, or something I need to do from the business for school, even if it's like, oh, I need to get apples at the grocery store. All of that goes into Notion. I love Notion. <laughs> Notion is like for people listening, check out Notion. It's a little bit complicated at the beginning, but if you can figure it out, it'll save your life because I find when I get things out of my head and into this app, it clears up my mind it clears so, up much. so much. You can think about so many other things and you get it out. Right. Yeah. And now I'm not worried. Oh, like, do I have to like, am I missing something? I know that everything is in notion and I can just take a little scroll through there and get a view of everything that I have going on. And it's like, okay, everything is up to speed. I'm going to do this today, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then another thing I find is super important is if you looked at my notion, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in there and it would be so easy to fill my whole day from 8am till 10pm with all things. Like I could fill that whole day. Right. But is that smart? And do I do that? Absolutely not. Because I don't have 12 hours of good work in me. Yeah. Right. So I think it's so important in terms of balancing things 
to like build in time to deliberately not work, right? I believe that at every point there's a, a match between your current like mental state and an activity that aligns very good with that. Sometimes that thing is work. Sometimes that thing is me going out and having fun on St. Patty's Day, yeah. right? And I, I'm taking a f like several moments throughout the day to just stop, zoom out from work for a second and be like, where am I at right now? What is the, where, what is the match? Am I like, am I still good to work or should I go for a walk? And should I go call one of my old friends that just popped into my mind or mm -hmm. go eat some good food? That's um, those two things, having the system, but then also building in time to not work is, is I think so important so that when I am working, I have more energy and I'm, I like want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people underestimate the power of a walk. Like they're, oh, when you're working yeah. all day and you go for a walk, it literally resets you. And I like, it is after working a nine to five and wanting to like, I yeah. hated that because I felt like there were never breaks ever. I feel like going for a walk, taking breaks, like it's not something that's usually encouraged in a nine to five. And I'm sure as, as a fellow entrepreneur, you can understand that. But I think it's so important that if you don't take those breaks, you're not going to succeed and you're not going to get what you want done anyways. But there is such a way to, to balance it. Like the nighttime could be for friends, the daytime could be for work. And, and then you have your breaks for mental health also. Absolutely. And the nine to five, like the nine to five was invented during like the assembly line days where they had to have those set amount of hours because they needed to produce a set amount of things. And like when you're dealing with like physical things like that, yes, it makes sense. But your brain doesn't produce more ideas the more hours it works. There's almost sometimes an inverse relationship where like you're in the shower and your best ideas are coming to you, right? Oh, and you yeah. can have like a 10, 10 minute span where you're, you're buzzing and all these good ideas come to you. And that's why I think Google and a lot of these tech companies have been smart and being like, is a nine to five the best way to work? Well, maybe not because you can't put a time frame on when people produce good ideas, right? So why don't we give people a little bit more freedom to come into work when they want to and take a break when they need to? Because really, break, like our, our minds being in their most rested and healthiest and most comfortable state, that's when our best ideas come to us, right? Yeah. Like, and it's also sometimes unproductive to work too much. Like, have you ever read, like you, you like to read, right? Yeah. And you read a page and you've got to reread it because you just weren't <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. I would bet that you do that more often when you're tired than when you're like energized and like you want to be reading, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like when you want to be doing something, you're in it. You're right? there. But when you don't want to be there, especially at work, like a lot of people don't work the jobs they want to, which sucks, but it is the truth. You're, you're going to take more time to do tasks. It's not going to be fun. You could do way more if the job was actually fun and you'd be way better at it. Exactly. And like, I think it would also be, we, people would have more fun if they had more freedom over when to work. Like you had the same job, but you will now have the freedom to get up when you want to like show up to work. Like say you were working on something, you're up late, sleep in a little bit. Sleep is so, so important for our mental health, I think. And so like that job, take the same job and give me the freedom to have enough sleep and take breaks when I need to. I bet you that I'm going to enjoy that a lot more. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, all right, last question, or maybe second last question, but if you were to go back and give a piece of advice to your first year self, what would it be? So I was thinking about this question and I honestly, first year Pat had it down pretty good. I couldn't have scripted that year of my life any better. I would give some advice to third year Pat. And this was the Pat that was, was working too often, starting these companies, trying so hard. What it was was I was trying so hard to be successful right now. And so what I would tell Pat is slow down, buddy. 
You've got so much time ahead of you and you don't want that success that comes right away. Like let's instead make little tiny steps, chip away, get a little bit better, keep fine tuning, keep refining and keep moving forward. And eventually you take enough steps forward, you're gonna get to where you want to go. But let's not try to take a big leap right now because that's taking way too much time and energy out of our days parts of our days that we could be spending enjoying third year university at Queens, the best school in Canada, right? Like this is such a cool part of our lives. So like enjoy it, slow down. Like you, that's a, that's an idea that's really been resonating with me. It's just like how much time we have ahead of us. And that's another thing that I I'd like to do on the days where I'm like, where I'm not feeling my best and I'm not feeling super confident is I'll look back at all the other times I've had these days and how far that I've come. Like you said, looking at your old podcasts mm -hmm. and looking at, you know, how much you've changed since then. So when did you start recording this podcast? Uh, first year. First year? Yeah. So that's would be three or four years ago? That would be, yeah, four years ago. Four years ago. So you look back at how far you've come. Now you project that same growth forward a few years. It's like, wow, it, like even four years from now, I'm going to be what 26 years old and I'm going to have all of these things figured out. And then you can, like, we have so much time mm -hmm. to, like to correct these little flaws and things like there's, there's so, so much time ahead of us. Have fun with it and take baby steps to make four years from now, Kelly, a tiny bit better than right now. You know? Yeah. And like, we're in our early 20s. Right. Like people think that, oh, it's like it. if you do not live out your early 20s, like the rest of your life's done it doesn't mean that at all. Like you still have like the rest of your life. Like think about your life now. Like you live 20 years in 20 years, you're going to be 40. And then you have another 20 years after that. Like there is a very long life to live, but like, you know, now is also the time, like you said, like work on those habits. Cause that's the time that you're going to get in your life to actually do that. And you can't really do anything wrong in this time of life. Cause you're, you're always going to be learning. And I, I think I made a TikTok about it where I said, you have to make mistakes constantly. Yeah, You're not gonna learn sure. if you don't. Like you can't go through life and not make a single mistake or else you're gonna be boring. You're not gonna learn anything. So <laughs> right? you kind of have to do that over time too. Absolutely though, no, that's that's great advice right there. Go make some mistakes because yeah. you learn from everyone that you make too. Yeah, That's sure. awesome advice. And that is all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in to this collab edition of Happily Discontent where we collab with The Girl Recovering and Kelly Jagger. So make sure, go check her out. Her podcast is fire. She's been doing this for a lot longer than I have. She's a fantastic interviewer and a really good speaker herself. So go check out her stuff. Give her a rating. And if you like this, give, uh, give Happily Discontent a little rating too. Send it to the homies. Let's get more people on the Happily Discontent wave. Uh, but either way, thank you as always for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic day today. Much love.